Okay, it's 96.5. This is Blaze Michaels. And today is a very special day because we have a very special guest. By the way, that was Expose with Come Go With Me, 1986. We've got a great show for you today. As a special guest, we have Joker from Southside Montebello. Joker, how the heck are you? Thanks for joining us here on K-Hits 96.5. Orale, bro. What's going on? That's right. Joker the Midnight Toker is in the house tonight. We're going to play all the hits that say from the 80s, from the Barrio, from the Cruising, the Winter Boulevard, and East Los Angeles. We're going to send all kinds of shout-outs, say. We got some buttos on parole. We got some hyenas that are doing some time. We got a lot of people calling in from South Block 47, bro. We're going to rock and roll tonight. Orale, güero, ¿qué estás haciendo, loco? It's a, it's a privilege to be here. We're sitting in for those two vatos, uh, Toscano and Chang. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't even know what nation- which nationality they are. Boy. Well, hey, Joker, today we're going to be playing a bunch of different songs here from 1985, especially because the show today is dedicated to 1985, but thank you. What can you tell us? Why should people go visit Southside Montebello? The reason you need to go visit uh, Southside Montebello, bro, is because they got some pretty cool parks, eh? There's a good tecaria on the corner, eh? There's a pizza joint. If you want to get a real uh, feel of the valley, I say you got to go over there by the Greenwood Apartments, homie. You can get all kinds of that. If you tell them Joker sent you, homie, hey, homie, they'll even give you an apartment, bro, rent free, until you get kicked out, dog. It's well, badass, Joker, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the special gift that I, I guess your grandmother sent me, and it's Simone, uh, uh, it? I, I don't know. She called it a malcajete. Malcajete. Orale, I guess they use it to make salsas it? or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, you got it right, bro. I don't know. It might be a little bit too uh, too much. You know, I don't know, bro. Uh, what, what neck of the woods were you from, homie? Where were you from? You from the projects? I say you from over I'm there. I'm from Huntington Beach, actually. I'm from Huntington Beach, but I've been all over the barrio. I've been all over the hoods, you know, from North Long Beach. That's probably as far as I've gone, North Long Beach. But that's pretty wow, dangerous that's pretty- city right there. Oh, I bet. I say, I bet you you don't like going out past six o'clock either, way. Right? But the way you look, you you kind of look like a like a loaf of white bread, eh, Weber's. I don't know, bro. But I'll tell you, I I was in Huntington Beach one time, bro. I got stuck on the bus out there, bro. You know, I was trying to get my GED. I, I just got out. I was paroled, maybe like three months. And freaking bus, they left me there. And you know, I tried to call a taxi, and they got scared because I was like jumping up and down in the street, waving them down, and my cuete fell out of my out of my hip band and. Oh man, it's a mess. Hey, honey, you, you said Kuwait. What do, do you have fireworks? Is that what you were carrying uh, with you? No, uh, no, bro. Uh, excuse me for that. Eh? A cuete for my uh, uh, non homies, uh, non barrio uh, dwelling uh, fools out there. A cuete is what we call a gun. Really? You were carrying oh. an illegal firearm. Well, Joker, Order here, them, you don't put words in my mouth. Hey, hey don't, don't be saying illegal. Let's say I'll get my car. I'll get my car now. Listen, here at K-Hits 96.5, we don't condone or promote the use of illegal firearms. So well, you know what, bro? We probably can't even talk about that on, on the air. Uh, this you, is a family-friendly radio show. Pop on my parolee, bro, and I already got to take three piss tests tomorrow, bro. Oh, you know what, dog? He's listening right now, bro. He couldn't believe what I was telling him. He thought I, you know, he thought maybe I did some really good smack and I was like floating in the air. But I told him, nah, bro. I'm sitting in with the vatos, man. We're playing some good music, and going all the way back to the '80s. I said, well, and can you send you know him a, a shout out for us? 
You know what I want to send a shout out to my uh, PO, uh, Chuck Nelson. Orale, homie, how are you doing, bro? It's always good to see you. Uh, I hope the wife is good. Uh, oh, can you do me a favor? I left uh, some papeles on your desk. I hope you look to them and sign them. And, you know, I also want to give a, a shout out to my special homie out there. Uh, Orale, midnight, homeboy. Hold it down over there. Say, I hope I don't get locked back up with you. But if I do, homie, I'll be taking the reins of the, of the kingdom again and, until I get back or if I never get back, I say I want you to hold the reins of the kingdom. And- well, do us a favor, Joker. Now that you are the special guest DJ of the day, you know, why don't I let the, the reins go free for you? Go ahead and let us know what this next song is. Oh, you know what, man? This is a dedication, almost like Art LeBeau, but better, right? you know, because I'm not like old like that. But I think like Art LeBeau is like 169. Anyway, this song goes right out to Rita, que bonita, you know who you are, you're my girl, you're my lady, my queen, this one is from Tierra, you're listening to 96.5, K-Hits, Joker, the Midnight Joker, the Raza is in the casa, and you are listening to 96.5, K-Hits, Joker, the Midnight Joker, alongside with the greatest wife I ever met since my parolee, Chuck Nelson, this one is out to you, baby. You keep it locked and loaded right here, fool. Don't you go nowhere. We got plenty of stuff coming up and concert tickets. That day. You want concert tickets on me? All I got to do is cut the gate and get you in. Here's Sierra. This is Back to the 80s, and we're just going to be Chang, and it's Friday. And aren't you glad you came out to the party with us by talking, discussing, and arguing about those things that made that decade so great. And I want to thank you guys for being here with us, for making our social media explode to over 200,000 interactions per week and thousands more listening in over 90 countries. Don't forget to do what so many of you have already done, and that's send us a direct message via Facebook if you want to give us a suggestion for a show topic or anything else. Now, today, with me as he is every single Friday, is a man that some have only seen since the last time Halley's Comet made its turn around the world. Others have heard that he is currently rooming with Bigfoot in the forest somewhere in the United States. But here at Back to the 80s, we call him the Chang. Ho, 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 ho! Come one, come all. It doesn't matter, just come. To all you boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, 80s ladies, 80s dudes, and beyond, and your children. Now let the show begin, but the show will not begin until the Chang has rang! Holy diver, it's a fat Friday to you, Toscano. I am putting on my Lemmy Motorhead hat. Yes, you are. I see I that. am ready to rock your socks off. Well, I want to give a big shout out to everybody listening, especially to the new 
countries that are involved uh, with us. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It means so much that you guys are listening, especially from places uh, like Germany, like the UK, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, here at home in the United States. Thank you so much. You guys mean the world to us. And there are over 90 countries that are listening to us, Chang. I also want to give a big shout out to Beverly Blevins Staley, who wrote into the program, said that she wanted to hear Duran Duran. And we're going to try to dedicate an entire show to Duran Duran one of these days, probably on our next Friday or, you know, we're going to see. We're going to do our best because we do have a couple of special things that we do want to talk to you about. And in particular, one of those things is how we are developing the radio show that we're going to be you know, bringing to you, and that is with music. So if you want to find out more what we're going to be doing in the very near future, stay tuned here next Friday for Back to the 80s because we got tons and tons to talk about. I also want to give a big shout out to Tracy Harris listening to us and also Ikapono Guzman. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Back to the 80s and for making Back to the 80s part of your day today, Friday. I want to give a special shout out to all of our uh, ladies and gentlemen in the armed forces. You know who you are. Thank you for taking care of us and, and making your job us. I also want to give a special shout out to anybody out there right now uh, recovering from addiction or depression. Uh, if there's anything that we can do to enlighten you and help you get through the hard times, Remember, you can hit us here at Toscano and Chang. I want to give a special shout out to all my brothers and sisters and my former comrades at St. Benedict's back in Montebello. You know who you are. Go Bruins. This is Back to the 80s. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to continue on part two of 1985, The Revisit. You know, last week we were able to talk about some of the music and some of those small things that made the 80s in this particular 1995, so great. It was one of the greater years for music. We touched on that. But believe it or not, did you know, if we step aside for a second and we talk about some of the other things that went on, for example, did you know that it was the year that the Titanic was found? Did you know that? Yes, I did. Isn't isn't that uh, something, man, that the Titanic was finally found? Uh, You know, here's a ship that uh, I think many of us thought that Nobody was ever going to dive into the ocean to find it or even locate it. You know, it was speculated where it was at. But uh, I'll tell you, when I was up in Missouri, Branson, as a matter of fact, to visit our uh, eldest daughter who resides out there now, we went to uh, the did you museum go to the Grand Old Opry? of the Titanic. Oh, yes, we did. We actually uh, felt one uh, a piece of the hull of the ship. Uh, that uh, was submerged underwater. A lot of artifacts they had. Uh, I will tell you. Now, the story is on this uh, Titanic Museum there in Branson, Missouri. They say it's haunted in the music room. And I will tell you that when me and Mrs. Chang were in there with our kids, it it was extremely cold. And uh, uh, we were under the impression that they were doing that to give you the simulation of what it was like to be uh, outside on the Titanic getting smashed before it hit the iceberg and you well, you know, all well, were down. you wearing pants? Because you know, uh, I always any wear pants. pants. Oh. Now, as a matter of fact, I was wearing uh pants and my wife was wearing uh, the fabulous eighties uh, lady attire of pedal push pants. 
Ah. So she felt the cold a bit before me. That's right. But uh, it was funny because uh, one part of the room was very cold, colder than the rest of it. And later on this documentary that we watched back in our, uh, uh, where we were staying, that area that uh, we all felt a little bit colder was the designated area where they had supposed uh, some type of a ghost feel there. So put that in your cap and sail away, Captain. Nice. Well, you know what we got to do one of these days is talk about 80s hauntings or 80s, mm. you know, the best of 80s ghost stories, because I think oh, yeah. that's, that would be a great topic, be very interesting for a lot of people. But some of the news stories that uh, happened in 1985 that were kind of major, and I'm not talking about the Coca-Cola company coming up with new Coke, because we talked about that. It was or your favorite Coke, Calvin. right? Right. <laughs> it was crap, like I stated last week. Uh, some of the other crap. things that happened uh, here in the United States, remember the Unabomber? He killed oh, his yeah. first victim in 1985. You know what? Uh, remember, everybody was afraid to wear hoodies, and anybody that was wearing a hoodie and sunglasses kind of got checked out by uh, everybody around. Oh, is that yeah, do you remember that drawing that they showed in every news commentary? And they showed it kind of looked like a uh, rendition. Is the rendition kind of looked a little bit like Tom Selleck with sunglasses and a hoodie? You know it what I mean? That very him. distinguishable uh, mustache that uh, the Unabomber was sporting. Yeah. Kind of the. Uh, Something you would see in a barbershop quartet. Yep. Uh, also in 1985, from though, for those people that live in Mexico, especially Mexico City, the greatest earthquake that killed over 9,000 people occurred in 1985. Greenpeace, the ship, the Rainbow Warrior, was sunk by French agents. You know, that's funny. There's a movement, Greenpeace. You want to hear something very funny? Uh, at you one point, you were a Greenpeace organizer. In time, I uh, was very, uh, as I am now, fed up with politics. I, I don't choose a side. They're both jackass sides, if you ask me. I uh, changed my party, and I did join the Greenpeace. Really? And I was harassed uh, by the government. So I, I was forced no to idea. Use, you know, so See, I went back. something new from the Tang every day. Oh, yeah, man. And I'll tell you, it was something, man. Because, uh, you know, we would go to these meetings and get their legislature, the Greenpeace, you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, heavy duty, kind of hippie kind of movement. But uh, huh. all in all, uh, they had some very good points. I think uh, if maybe we would have had a serious candidate uh, stand up and give us some recognition, uh, maybe... Maybe we would see uh, things differently in the races that we do have with the two parties. I mean, who knows? How do we know Bernie Sanders wasn't a Greenpeace green member? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Grinch. No. As the spread of AIDS increased, governments around the world started screening blood donations for AIDS. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about uh, the AIDS epidemic. On technology, on the technology front, the first dot-com was registered. This was 1985. Let me ask you something. In 1985, none of us knew what the Internet was. Did you know that the first dot com was registered? No, my brother, I had no idea. It was the first version of Windows that was released. It was version 1.0, and I don't really know what uh, that had to do with the first dot com. Maybe it was Windows.com. I'm not really sure. But uh, alongside of that, terrorists continued to perform acts of terrorism, including hijacking of TWA Flight 847 in the Italian cruise liner, the Achille Lauro. I remember I'm I'm a little kid at that time, and I remember hearing all these newscasters talk about the Achille Lauro and about uh, Flight 847, and uh, those those were big big news events that happened in 1985. Oh yeah, I recall uh, everything you're saying uh, because it was uh, I was 20 years old, so uh, you know I was already becoming uh, I was already 
in tune with what was going on uh, outside of our country because it really did matter to me. You know, one day I thought I'd have children. One day I will be older. I have to pay attention to this stuff so that I can make sure Mother Earth is here for the next thousand decades <laughs> or what have you uh, in my lifetime. So uh, that was a very particular situation, my friend. I think that uh, had everybody uh, up in arms. Everybody was afraid at that time. Very similar to the the way that we've kind of been living uh, recently here in America. Uh, you know, just a lot of the bad vibe, uh, you know, crossing people, uh, worrying about terrorism, uh, you know, and, and the magnitude back then. Uh, was not as catastrophic as we've had in the, in the last couple of decades. But uh, definitely it was the stirring pot, I think, uh, for the issues that we do suffer now uh, or that we have suffered in the last couple of decades. Would you not agree? And one of the things that has, well, that kept us from losing our minds back then, even for the younger crowd, was the fact that we didn't have the Internet, right? We didn't have uh, news from all over the world. We didn't have the right. tweets from people all over the world. So we really only could rely on what your regular news channels would tell you or yeah. the radio or if you had cable CNN at that time. In that regard, it was, you know, it was kind of good that we weren't really as in touch with the rest of the world. Talking about average cost of new homes back then, it was 89330 to buy a house. Now, you couldn't even get a house if that was your down payment here, especially here wow. in Southern California. That's rent. Yeah, for one year. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Don't uh, you wish we can go back to the 80s for, for certain reasons? That would be one of them. Man, the even, if it, even, even, the even if it was for a gallon of gas at a dollar nine or a movie ticket wow. at two seventy five. Oh, man. You know what the price per, for bacon per pound was? Only a dollar sixty five. Jeez. Now you bacon get one of those, is going for almost. Oh, it's almost 10 bucks, bucks here. And, 10 and bucks. It's one of those packs bucks, of yeah. what? Farmer John bacon. Mm -hmm. And it's really thin. Give me a break. It's an incredible gasoline now. I mean, you have to give your firstborn just to get a full tank. As a matter of fact, uh, where the Chang resides, somewhere where Sasquatch once visited, and it <laughs> is in the middle of California, right. and we're near big trees and water. That's all I'll say. But out here, I just paid three fifty nine for a gallon of gas. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is here in Southern California as well. I felt like yelling at the attendant. Uh, I would like dinner and a kiss on the cheek before you bend me over the hood of the car and ram it to me for these outrageous gas prices. Jeez. I, if I had a rape whistle, you would have heard it from where you're sitting. <laughs> All right. This is back to the 80s. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more news from 1985. We're going to be talking about movies. And a lot more madness here in Toscano and Chang with Back to the 80s. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time, back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
with all of our listeners, not just here in the States. Yeah, well, uh, let's touch on briefly some of the news articles uh, from around the world that occurred there during 1985. But in Spain, the United Kingdom and Spain agreed to reopen the border between Gibraltar and Spain, Mm. which was one of the things that happened over there. In New Zealand, the Greenpeace ship Rainbow Warrior, which we talked about, was sunk when a French agent planted a bomb on the hull, killing photographer Fernando Pereira. Now, you know what? Uh, Two shocking things. Greenpeace uh, had a ship and uh, France actually did something very... And France had agents. ...mean. In 1985, Mikhail Gorbachev became the leader of the Soviet Union after the death of former leader Konstantin Chernenko. Mm. You know what? I felt bad. Uh, Gorbachev, I thought he was a really good leader. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he he was an all right guy. It kind of looked like he got hit in the head with a fly swatter and left a devastating mark. <laughs> what? Uh, like here in the United States in October of 1985, the Nintendo Entertainment System, otherwise known as the NES, was released here for the enjoyment of millions and millions of children. The Who could NES forget? Was, yeah, the NES was originally launched with 17 games, including Duck Hunt and Ice Climber. Mm. Uh, in Japan, the first group of Japanese astronauts were selected. This is all part of 1985. And here's something wow. that here in the United States will make a lot of sense because in May of 1985, legendary basketball player Michael Jordan was mm-hmm. given the NBA's Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, I hated Michael Jordan. It wasn't really Oh, good. tell me. Did you really? Because, oh, my gosh, he was my favorite of all time. Oh, man. I got to give him respect. He was Here a great basketball Here we go. Player. Here's Dick Hader coming along. My God, my God. He wasn't a Los Angeles Laker. No, he, he wasn't. He, he snub-nosed. He was a gambler. He was a womanizer. Uh, uh, be like Mike. Wear Mike's shoes. Uh, Mike plays baseball. Mike plays basketball. <laughs> I hate but Mike. You, but Jordan. you got to hand it to him. He's a businessman now. But back then, yeah. back then, the best there, there has been ever for me. Oh, for All you. All right? For me. Okay, you're, you're you're yeah you're you're excused, Mister, with his uh, Santa Claus green hat on or whatever it is, Michael Jordan. I bet you got some uh, some type of a brief that were made by Jordan underwear, pro- uh, probably or something. Oh my God, you got his poster on the ceiling before you go to sleep. You jump up off the mattress and kiss it, and then Mally goes, Mario, what are you gonna take that down? Don't be and a hater. Like, hey, Don't be a hater. Be like Mike, honey. Be like Mike. I'll say two words, Kobe Bryant. There, that's it. I'm done. Oh, no. I got to hand it to you. Kobe was great, but there's nobody like Air Jordan. Anyway, let's continue. Let's continue because I know you have some uh, music that you wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on last week. Well, you could say the same about the great Kobe Bryant, the great Magic Johnson, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the the great great Bill Russell. Oh, you can say that about many, but you can't say the greatest ever or the GOAT like you can. Anyway, 
We digress. I think, I think you like Tom Brady. <laughs> well, he does have seven seven rings now. Yeah, but you know who's got the most championship rings of all time in any sport? Who's that? Bill Walton of the Boston Celtics with eleven. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'd like to anyway, see him in, do that in, in the NFL. You want to know about the NFL? Okay, before we get into music, no, I said, I said I'd like to try. I'd like to see him try that in the NFL. Yeah, I bet you, I bet you he could. He's a big man, but he's kind of old now. A little. He's almost Tom Brady's age. (laughs) (laughs) In rock and roll news in 1985, okay, this is one of the top albums released by the cult in October on the 18th. This was the second release by that British uh, rock group. Anybody out there remember the cult? Now, here's a band we talked about last week, Toscano. Uh, back in May on the 26th, Dire Straits, Brother in Arms, which hit yeah. the charts at number one, had uh, four top 20 songs on that album. Can you believe that? Prior to that, that was their fourth album studio released by that band. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, four. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And they finally hit it with one. Also, the great trio rush from canada uh, created this album uh, this was their 11th album called power windows i don't know if you remember that that was a a, a pretty good album uh, that was a great band it's very sad that the band ended up uh, uh, going the way it did with the death of the legendary greatest drummer in rock and roll neil p art our hearts and souls out to neil also Here's one that I'm sure that you already know, because I know you got this guy's poster and I know you want to see him ride out on a tricycle uh, in the movie Saw. That's right. Head it on the door by the cure. Yes, Released absolutely. Bring it August on the 26th. This was the sixth album released by Robert Smith and David Allen, other known as the Saw Boys. The you know they were. You know they were inducted finally in 2019 into the uh, Music Hall of Fame, the Rock yes. Hall of Fame. Yes. You? And I think uh, probably the judges were inebriated we on some type go. of a drug. I knew it. Or alcohol or stupidity. There, I said it. Uh, you're right. It was stupidity because it took them so many <sighs> years to recognize oh, true man. talent. <laughs> I've got a band greater than that, I'll say. Three letters. R-E-M came out with Fables of Reconstruction. That was Uh their third album recorded and released on the 10th of June. Love R-E-M, a way better band than The Cure. uh, Well, okay. Anyway. (laughs) I'll give you one more, and then we'll carry on, and then I'll come up with a few more later on into the program, just to keep people wondering. Sure. Uh, how come he didn't mention this album? Right. And I'll have to come and say because it sucked. That's why I didn't mention it. <laughs> okay, we got one more album. Go ahead. This, that's right, the ninth release from this band out of Australia. That's right, they're home in Australia. Actually, this was their 10th album release. Uh, but at the time, this was their ninth in the States. They had done 10 in their hometown of Australia. Everybody's favorite, greatest Hard rock band ACDC, the band with two different lead singers, created two different types of sound coming out of that band. <laughs> you know what? Seeing that you don't believe me, I'm going to give you one more fun fact. 
do this, please. The legendary Los Angeles band Motley Crue came out with Theater of Pain, and that came out in June 21st, and that was their third studio album. And let me guess, they were from Australia. Oh, my friend, are you, are you drinking the smart-ass juice tonight? Come on, everybody knows they were a wham-bam glam band right there in beautiful Southern California, Hollywood, California. Yeah, they were. Motley Crue. I prefer to call them Moldy Crew because after their first two albums, they became moldy. Wait a second. So that means, do you like Home Sweet Home? Uh, I like being home. I do sing that song to myself, but no, I do not like. I do not care for that album, Theater of Pain. I've got my reasons. Did you try? Did you get into a fight with Vince Neil? You know what? If I would have ever had the uh, happy pleasure of meeting Vince Neil, I would have liked to probably have smacked him upside of his head for drinking and driving. But yeah, I probably would have challenged him. I would have said, go to the bar. You better have a couple of more drinks and get some liquid nads to come and take the Chang on. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We've been talking about 1985 briefly, and Chang has been schooling me on ACDC, one of my favorite, favorite bands. And it's incredible because I seriously did not know that the entire band was from uh, Australia, let alone yes. Brian Johnson, which I who lives in England. I really thought he was uh, English. Wait a second. Now I don't even know if he lives in England. He probably lives in Australia. Yeah, you never know. He might have a couple of dingoes. Your number one for classic radio listening. You're listening to Back to the 80s. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. You gotta help us! We're stuck in the 80s! Now it's turn for the movies. Movies and those visual pictures that made us smile, made us cry, made us uh, shake in fear, but... Some of those films from 1985 were also some of the greatest films that Hollywood has ever produced. True. And I got to tell you, the number one grossing film, and I don't mean gross as in disgusting, I mean grossing for bringing in the most money at $193 million, was the movie with Michael J. Fox in Mm. Back to the Future. One minute into the future to be exact, and precisely... 121 a.m. in zero seconds, we shall catch up with him at the time machine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? That was a good movie. I remember. That was filmed, I believe, uh, parts of it were at the La Puente Mall. Yep, and every... That's when they used so, that classic uh, John DeLorean automobile, the DeLorean. Yeah, and every so Fun. often they have a get-together there because of the movie, and I always miss it. Did you know the secret ingredient why the DeLorean uh, car flew like that in the movie? Well, wasn't it because of the... John DeLorean had dropped some of his cocaine out of his vial, and uh, the car just had to get up and go, so they thought, well, you know, that's going to make a great movie. Uh, it uh, wasn't the plutonium. So if you own a DeLorean and you want it to fly, sprinkle some cocaine on the tires and it'll fly away. (laughs) (laughs) A movie that raked in $150 million that same year was Rambo First Blood Part 2 with none other than the sly man himself, Sylvester Stallone. Rambo, I don't make the orders. I take them just like you. I swear to God... I didn't know it was supposed to happen like this. 
was just supposed to be another assignment. Now, Toscano, you have to tell me, uh, did you ever grease your upper body and uh, put a little bit of gel to wave your, your curly black hair to try all to right. look like... All right, I'm going to tell you something, uh, and this is all in honesty, and when I find this picture, it's an, it's I want to say it's a poster-sized picture mm -hmm. that I got taken at Universal Studios. And you looked like with, it. With, uh, they had that poster picture of Stallone in Rambo with yeah. a band on his head, you know, the mullet yeah. and no shirt, of course. And right. they overlaid my face on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to find it because I'm going to post it. Uh, because, yeah, well, I did that did at you one ever, time. Did you ever go up to the ladies and go, you drew first blood first? No, no, I never did that. Never did that. But I did want to look like, like him, though. You know, every now and then, uh, I'd like to uh, take you back to my place. You can meet my brother in Napoli. All right, so we're talking about 1985 at $150, $105 million, Rocky IV. Ooh. And there was a special cameo appearance by a very famous singer when Apollo Creed is about to fight Ivan Drago. Hey, who, who could forget talking about cocaine people? James <laughs> Brown. I mean, the 80s, my brother. I think cocaine went hand in hand with, uh, with uh, fame back in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> whoever became famous in the 80s, you know, you have to join the union, SAG and AFTRA. Right. Well, in the 80s, I hear that they gave you the little card and a little vial with white powder. Yeah, I think their slogan was, after you side with us, you can go do some cocaine and get famous. <laughs> and bringing in $130 million that same year, this was one of the movies that Eddie Murphy exploded with in popularity, in fame, and that was Beverly Hills Cop. And my favorite scene of Beverly Hills Cop was when he enters the art gallery with Serge. I'm fine. My name is Serge, and how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm looking for Miss Jenny Summers. It's very busy today. Maybe you give me your name? My name's Axel Foley. And uh, what is pertaining? I didn't understand what you said. Pertaining, what it's meaning, regarding. Oh, what's it regarding? I'm an old acquaintance of hers. Donay? One moment. Don't run and tell me, Summers, that uh, Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to no, see Axel Foley. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell, Axel. Foley is here to see her. These are all the queens. Donnie, this is cover this up. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy, it's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. May I offer you something to drink? A wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso? No, I'm fine. Thank you. I'll make it myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. No, I'm, I'm fine. I see you look at this piece. Yeah, I was wondering how much something like this went for. $130,000. Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. It's serious because it's very important piece. 
Have you ever sold one of these? Sell it yesterday to a collector. Get the fuck what? out of here! Somebody else, I said it myself. Axel <laughs> Foley, what on earth are you doing here? That what movie was hilarious. Uh, I, I, anything I think Eddie Murphy touched in the '80s. Uh, Post Saturday Night Live was just gold. I mean, he was in everything. Coming to America, uh, uh, I remember when he did. Uh, remember back in the '90s when he did Doctor Doolittle. He was in- incredible. Uh, he's got that newer movie that he just did uh, a couple of years back, uh, Dolomite. Eddie Murphy, a talent, you know, in his own right. Uh, coming in at seventy-six million dollars was another movie that kind of broke grounds here because. The theme of the movie had to do with an older audience, all senior citizens. And this movie and this movie was loved by the younger audience, especially by little kids, because it had to do with aliens arriving to Earth Mm. and at the senior citizen community, they get discovered. And for those of you who don't know what the film was called, it was called Cocoon. From the farthest corner of a distant galaxy and the deepest feelings of the human soul comes a fantasy to fill your heart. I feel tremendous. I'm ready to take all the world. It is everything you've dreamed of. It is nothing you expect. Oh, I'd keep a secret. I wouldn't tell anybody. It's hard to know who to trust. It is the mystery of an awesome secret. It is the miracle of everlasting life. We'll never be sick. We won't get any older and we won't ever die. Beyond the innocence of youth and the wisdom of age lies the wonder of Cocoon. 20th Century Fox presents... From the producers of Jaws and the director of Splash, Cocoon. That was a really good movie. It did have a, a, a kind of a, a touch and a feel of, of uh, you know, uh, something scientific that could have occurred. Uh, had that kind of weird vibe into it. But it also kind of uh, gave you a glimpse into mortality. You know what I mean? No, it was fantastic. Look at it with, uh, with a smile right. uh, as opposed to being afraid of it. Yeah, and you got Excellent a little movie. bit you got a little bit sad because mm-hmm. of some of the things that happened and uh, especially the majority of 80s fans have seen this movie. And we know that the aliens offered an opportunity to all the senior citizens that were at this place to go with them and they would live uh, immortal and you know mm-hmm. they wouldn't age anymore. Basically, it would be heaven where they were going, you know, basically. Yeah. And they decided to go, and one of the couples, the older lady, she wanted to go. The husband did not because he just didn't want to go and changed mm-hmm. his mind at the end when the wife died. And that mm-hmm. was a pretty sad part of the movie. That was probably the saddest part of that movie. It was great because at the end, you know, that they do get to they do get to go to space with the aliens. Bringing in $61 million in 1985 was a movie of young kids discovering a treasure map. And that movie was The Goonies. Hey, you guys, you gotta let me in. Jerk alert. No, what? It's Chunk. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Do it. Come on. Do 
it. Did you see this movie? No. Yeah, I saw this movie. I saw that movie uh, plenty of times. Remember, I have uh, children that are now young adults. I watched that movie a few times. It was, it was a pretty cool movie, The Goonies. You know, I could probably sit there and I've even watched it with my grandchildren. I'm sure you watched that movie with your sons, have you not? All the time. All the time. It's one of my favorite movies. I still watch it once in a while. If it's on, I won't change the channel. I'll leave it on. It just has uh, so much. It's filled with hope. It's filled with happiness. It's filled with really, it's just clean fun. What a great it, movie. What a great cast. Similar to the movie like uh, The Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah. What a great cast. Another one of the movies that came in, this is a sequel to Police Academy. This is called Police Academy 2, Their First Assignment. Lock your doors. Activate the dog. Stand up the man. Stretch the wire. Because they've taken to the streets. They're the graduates of Police Academy. Turned loose on their first assignment. You gotta build a trust between you and the people. And they'll respect you. They're armed. Now look, I'm serious. And they're dangerous. Mahoney. You have the right to sing the blues. You have the right to cable TV. It's a nice piece. Tackleberry. I was referring to your sidearm. Hightower. Yo! Yo? Yo, sir! Jones. <laughs> Hooks. <laughs> Captain Lazard. Commandant Lazard. And the lovable Lieutenant Mauser. It's Captain Mauser. Last year, they were in training. Time to deploy for school. I'll go when I'm ready. You're ready now, mister. This year, they're in charge. Police Academy, their first assignment. Those are always great movies, Bubba Did Smith. you like them? Oh, dude, yeah. There has to be a point after part two where it starts becoming, okay. Like, okay, I've, I've seen enough stupidity. After two, I was kind of done with it. You know what I mean? It got a little bit uh, anal redundant the more that they did carry it on. It was kind of the same old slapstick, uh, you know, slap in the jaw type uh, comedy. And you could only go through that so many times and only so many scenarios before it gets, man, this is like really ridiculous. Yeah. It was almost like when the Three Stooges carried on with uh, Curly Joe, yeah. you know, after yeah. Shemp and Curly were gone. It was like, hey, you know what, you guys, you're, you're I'm done. done. You know, you guys yeah. are just like three jackasses. It was a good, it was a good run. It was, a it was yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this: Did you ever like, or were you ever a fan of 007 movies? Because in 1985, A View to a Kill with Roger Moore raked in over 50 million dollars. I remember my dad taking me to see that movie with Roger Moore, and that's where the two villains were very famous. But one of the villains was Grace Jones. Mm -hmm. And the other villain was none other than Mr. Cowbell himself. His last name rhymes with somebody who takes long walks. Oh, we're talking about the great Christopher Walken. Yes. Wow. I'm glad right. you got that on the first try. Mm, that's right. That guy's an exceptionally great actor and a singer and a dancer. If you've yeah. ever watched him on uh, Saturday Night Live. I did. Of course. Yeah, of course. Another one of the movies that came out, which I think kind of the, the, the portrait of what the 1980s were, at least. And it's not because it was a, it was a, the greatest movie ever. It was a great movie. But I think 
it paints a picture of what the 80s was to young people. Mm. And that movie was with the Brat Pack, oh, The yeah. Breakfast Club. It is now 7.06. You have exactly eight hours and 54 minutes to ponder the error of your ways. Any questions? Yeah. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? A brain, a beauty, a jock, a rebel, and a recluse. Can't believe this is really happening to me. Before this day is over, they'll break the rules. <coughs> Chicks cannot hold a smoke. That's what it is. Bear their souls. I'm a nymphomaniac. Are your parents aware of this? Take some chances. Being bad feels pretty good. Huh? And touch each other in a way they never dreamed possible. Why'd you do that? Because you wouldn't. Oh. The Breakfast Club. They only met once. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. But it changed their lives forever. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? Universal Pictures presents Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy in a John Hughes film. Why are you being so nice to me? Because you're letting me. The Breakfast Club. I think that, uh, that group of actors, I mean, they did so many great things, so many great films. Oddly and sadly enough, we don't see too many of them in uh, the likes of Hollywood scripts as we did back then. The cast members were Emilio Estevez, mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy. Right, we don't see any of them. I haven't seen Judd Nelson in anything in years. Now, I did meet him at a bar with my buddy Matt Al before. He was a cool Oh, dude. did you really? Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was a trip, man. He was a cool dude. Uh, I, the way he acts in movies, that's the way he was. Nice. And you know, one of uh, you know, as a supporting cast, Paul Gleason, which was the principal, did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Oh yeah, he. I mean, you hated that guy whenever you seen him on anything else after that. Yes, but he was the epitome of that jackass teacher, that jackass counselor, or or dean of boys, or or vice principal that we all had. Yeah, I mean, and then he, he also came out years later with Bruce Willis in Die Hard as the annoying chief of police or whatever he was. And, yeah. you know, we, we hated him because we hated him in, in The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's funny how uh, this love-hate relationship uh, sometimes people get with actors for a, a, a role that they portrayed. <laughs> and he's number one right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You could say that right there uh, off with uh, the great epic movie uh, of uh, the 80s. Come on, Mr. Hand, my favorite Martian. Yep. I mean, you know, when you watch uh, Ridgemont High, I mean, he was just like, man, why is he such a dick? You know, but he was classic. (laughs) Isn't it our time, Mr. Hand? Like, oh, man. Uh, loved, loved Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And the last movie I want to talk about is a movie that ultimately became probably my second favorite film of all time. And that's because of just uh, the zaniness of it. The idea of two young teenagers wanting to make the perfect girl and they end up doing it on their computer. And then they get into loads of trouble. And a lot of it is is just uh, really, really wacky and unbelievable. But what a great movie. Weird Science? Weird Science. You know, it's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I'd give her a warm, digits mammary glance. 
Something's about to change their world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know. Their minds. <laughs> and their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. Oh, Kelly LeBrock, that, that, that woman was gorgeous. I mean, she would make the Chang stand erect in his chair from sitting down, if you know what I'm talking about. She was you are very nasty, my friend. On that note, <laughs> back to the 80s. We'll come back in a moment. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s. With my pals Toscato and Chang. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscato and Chang. Welcome back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang. Now is the time of the show that you've been waiting for. Because it's the time where we get to talk about those things that made us angry back in the 80s. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now have called them Changries. So Chang, what made you Changry back in the 80s? You know what made me Changry back in the 80s? When everybody decided to wear those pansy-looking headbands like the guy from Loverboy and John Travolta wore in one of the worst movies that he's ever made in anything. You mean Grease 2? Oh, God. <laughs> you know what else got me Changry back in the 80s? When guys would roll up the sleeves on their white T-shirts. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Yes. You know what got me Changry back in the 80s? When you turn to kiss a girl and all you taste is Aquanet. You know what else got me changry back? Remember that glossy? That wasn't even lipstick. It was like a gloss they used to wear that had fruit flavors all the time. Yeah. Now, some of those flavors were not bad. No, some of them were changtastic, I should call them. Holy diver. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Anything that Loverboy ever put out on the radio. Oh, come on. Don't be a hater. Everybody's waiting for the weekend. Well, I wasn't waiting for the weekend. I was waiting for those guys to hurry up and not get any more airplay. That's right. <laughs> you know what else got me changry back in the 80s? 80s dance music. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? I got crabs at the Us Festival. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are today's changries. If you have a changry that you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like for us to share on air here at Back to the 80s, go ahead and send us a message through our Facebook page. We'll be more than glad to get to it. I'm stuttering here because I just found this. This is part of your favorite 80s music, Chang. 
What do you got? See if you can tell me if you remember this. This is one of the 80s uh, greatest disco songs that everybody, when you heard this one, the DJ would put this and everybody would get excited for. You remember this? Except me. Not everyone. The Chang wasn't getting excited. Oh, come on. I can see the Chang. Chang dancing with Wake Up and Stop. The Latin Connection. (laughs) The very first time I heard this song, I had to hold myself down from wanting to vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good old ladies. The dance beat was so repetitious it was uh kind of to me it was like having a bad hangover day after day after day after of day. course they put those songs and that music on at these big old disco clubs and before we used to call them discos remember yeah they put them on the as 70s. loud as possible because yeah. they don't you don't care about the music you want a good beat and that's all you care because you're there for another reason if you know what i'm saying Oh, you're trying to get some action, some trim. You're trying to get lucky. I remember my buddies, uh, when they all went disco and they all started getting those uh, kind of T-shirts, those, those, uh, those uh, <laughs> short sleeve collar shirts with all kinds of stripes. They looked like a bunch of uh, barber, <laughs> barbershop quartetters, remember? Did they roll and up the sleeves roll with up their striped shirts? Sleeve. Yeah, I had they some of those, They all had the too. same hair. And, yeah. Uh, my buddies all turned into pansies wearing penny loafers and they would go down to Florentine yeah. Gardens. And, and then you greased like, up your hair, too. You greased up your hair. Uh, oh, yeah. My buddies, they, they started looking like that. And I remember they would always like, hey, man, we're going to Florentine Gardens. And I would be like, it, it's in Hollywood. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. It's right so off I the would freeway, go with too. Them they would get all, you know, dolled up and they're over there putting their cologne on and their gray flannel and they head into the Florentine guard. Boom. I made a quick left. I just started walking down the boulevard down to sunset. My brother, I'd take a cab and go to sunset and take a taxi cab home and go a la rock and roll way. <laughs> a lot of nights, the Chang hit Hollywood solo artist style. My brother, did you really, you just walk into the, uh, to the rainbow room by yourself. I just take off to the rainbow, bro. Boom. Soon as I got out of the taxi, I'd have him drop it off in the rainbow room. And I would just get off and go in there and, Get my legendary uh, uh, Jack and Coke and then uh, just mingle with all the heavy male vixens out there and try and get my own. You know what I mean? And my buddies were over there dancing away and everybody looking like a bunch of idiots in the same shirt and probably combing their hair and jit moosing it up in the bathroom. Of course, and yeah. going back you got to feather it in the back. Away. Remember the disco yeah. guys, we, we used to feather our hair in the back. But talk That's to us a little right. bit about the, kind of, <laughs> the Danny Terrio look. That's if right. everybody, you know, yeah, everybody remembers Danny Terrio in the Danny Terrio or Poncharello as well. I remember you calling me Poncharello at times too. Uh, you've got uh, you sent me that picture where you're on the beach and it's very paunch looking, except the less muscle. Well, yeah, I was 15 years old. Come on. I was uh, I was into martial arts and soccer back then. Mm. <laughs> Similar to that picture I showed you uh, on Toscano and Chang, my buddy sent it. Remember, uh, listener Pete? Yeah, my buddy, yeah. my homeboy. Yeah. When he was listening to the show, he sent Absolutely. that picture. Yeah. Uh, when we we're 19 in his bedroom, <laughs> I've got a mustache and a beard. I look like I'm 27 years old. <laughs> yeah, you did look a lot older. I remember that picture that I sent you. I looked like that even when I was 19. Nice. So, yeah, they used to call me the Karate Kid because there was I was eating up that age, and I, you know, you know, you, it's bad when you're trying to hook up with a, an an older person or you know somebody who's your age because they look at you, and they go, "Oh, you're a little kid" when you're their age. Yeah, I, I would imagine you were feeling a lot like Ralph Macchio's in. 
You know, oh, I you did. Get that oh, yeah. At times. You demanded that you needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph so you, Macho. You, you that went, guy's a changri in itself with no, his frail hey, looking little body. Bad about the karate kid. Man. So Mr. it's funny Miyagi because he's the karate kid. He knows, he knows nothing <laughs> of karate, which is the most hilarious thing in the world. But listen, Cenk, you talked to us a little bit about the Rainbow Room because I know you spent many a time having oh, yeah, fun there. Man. Talk to the people that were not into the metal scene, not into the hard rock scene or rock maybe at all, and paint a picture of what the Rainbow Room was then and compare it to what it is, well, before COVID because today it's nothing. The Rainbow Room has not really changed uh, when I started doing stand-up comedy, I was going to the Rainbow Room a lot because uh, I, I think you remember I was doing a lot of gigs at the comedy store. I was already becoming pretty well-known there. So I was uh, I was up at the Rainbow probably every Friday, Saturday night when I was doing stand-up comedy. Same kind of characters. <laughs> Oddly enough, a, a lot of the rock stars that I remember seeing back in the 80s were still hanging out there. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, L- uh, the late, great Lemmy of Motorhead. Had a pretty... Uh, a, conversation for a little about a little bit over an hour with Lemmy had a couple of drinks slammed some uh, Jack Daniels down sitting beside between two of the most gorgeous uh, sisters in in rock and roll that I've ever seen and uh, back in the 80s the rainbow uh, you know you had the likes of uh, Andrew Dice Clay walking in every now and then uh, you had Sam Kinison who was always there Motley Crue was always there uh, to describe the rainbow the rainbow wa- was a uh, first known as uh, a restaurant, you know, where you can go in there and you get a, a good meal, get some Italian food. It was, it was owned by an Italian family, great pizza, uh, a nice little dark kind of out of the way bar in the back. If you can picture, you know, really dark, only some lights, gorgeous looking bartenders, pretty nice looking uh, bartender dudes. You know what I mean? To the T. I mean, they knew how to make every drink. Everything was friendly. The rock and roll ambiance was as heavy as the fog, I'd say, in Ireland. I mean, it just, the room was alive with rock and roll. You know, rock and roll was on the box, so you heard rock and roll playing throughout. Every, everywhere you turned, there was, there was hair, guy hair, women hair, the smell of leather, the smell of cologne. You, you can go up to the bathrooms. and I do hear that the abominable snowman used to make his rounds uh, at the Rainbow Room. That's how white everything was in the bathrooms. I mean, the bath, the Rainbow, to me, was like, uh, some people would call it hell. You know what I mean? Because everything bad is happening. But, you know, to live it and breathe it and, and, and be of that type of uh, kind of a lifestyle, wild child, it was definitely something that you had to have a taste for. You had to understand it. You had to live it and breathe it. Uh, if you were just visiting, you would probably be horrified or you would go back with some great stories and a lot of pictures on your uh, portable cameras back then that people took because we didn't have phones back then. Right. So I wish back in the 80s I had a cell phone to take uh, pictures of uh, all the crap that I did see going on in there. Uh, I mean, I partied, we partied with uh, Billy Idol's guitar player, Steve Stevens, up in one of the, the top uh, tables up there. And I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, but Oh, yeah, man. It was snowing and it wasn't Christmas. Uh, the rainbow, I mean, you could be in the rainbow room. And as long as you had hair, you get some rock and roll chick and she'll turn you around, and just start making out with you. And all you needed to do was have a leather jacket on and some hair. It was insane. I'm telling you, it was like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah 
played in a metal band. That's, so uh, let me ask you this. Was there ever a time when you were at the Rainbow Room and, you know, you see the typical usual crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden through the doors comes in a total opposite looking kind of dude with his girl, maybe a disco guy with his feathered hair. And You didn't get too many uh, uh, dancing kind of dudes, but when you did and they went in there with a, with a, with a girl, I mean, Everybody knows us long hair guys. We are going to do whatever it takes to get that attention of that female away from everybody else. that doesn't look like us. So it was kind of mayhem. It was almost uh, it was almost like seeing a bunch of long haired dudes in leather fishing. Everybody was trying to throw their best bait out just to go ahead and hook and sink this hot chick that went in there with Captain Square Pants or or Johnny Disco Cut. You know what I mean? It was it was it was something that that you had to live and breathe and see, my brother. Now, standing outside the rainbow was just as epic as being inside. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, and then yeah. you know, you go in the parking lot, man. You know, you can throw back some cold ones. You can have some shots. You can do something on do the hood of a want. car. Yeah. You can smoke. I mean, I remember one time, man. I met this chick out there, man, and I mean, we went for it in the back, right in the alley, man. And that's a that's a well known story for a lot of rock and rollers, man. That we're you know we're laying the pipe in the back of the alley right there where cars are going by, man. There was just no care. Caution into the wind, man, hanging out in the rainbow back in the 80s, bro. Yeah, what about the, the stray cat crowd? And, and, you know, would they show up when, uh, let's say, Rat was playing? No, they wouldn't show up when Rat was playing. But every now and then, you know, they were there wasn't really too many uh, kind of that uh, that type of group going on in Hollywood at that time. It was pretty much hard rock. And then glam came in. So it was always the hair. Uh, you know what I mean? K- from KMT to KNAC era. It was always the hair. But every now and then you did get uh, you did get some of these uh, uh, greaser looking stray cat looking cats that would stroll down on uh, Sunset Boulevard and walk around. And, you know, every now and then one of them would try to get a little gutsy or smooth, you know, or, or get a little bit crazy like yeah. they were in the greasers or something from the 50s. You know what yeah. I mean? They would get their asses handed to them and smothered by by, by long hair. (laughs) I probably was guilty at a time or two of doing something like that with my friends. Anyway, this is back to the 80s. I know that we can talk for many, many more shows regarding 1985 or any particular day of the 80s, but we just don't have the time. And I want to thank you guys for joining us here on another Friday, sharing your time with us. I want to remind you that not only do we have a Facebook page and a Twitter and pretty much everything in social media, but I also want to let you know that we have a Patreon page. It's where, uh, you know, people look to get a little bit of financial aid. We understand right now in these trying times, money is tight with everybody, but we also understand that, you know, to give a little, to, you get a little. And if there's any way you could help us out with uh, any kind of a donation on our Patreon page, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, your money is going to be well used for the betterment of our show so we can look into other type of programming. Uh, we would like to go uh, music and make this a, a music-based show. Also add some different types of shows to the back to the 80s uh, uh, realm of families that we have here. And uh, I guarantee if you sign up on our Patreon page and give us a small donation, me personally and Toscano, the man that you may see on the other side of this, glorious thing called the microphone we will give you a personal autograph all you have to do is ask us what you want us to sign and toscano and i will sign it and get it to you and on our patreon page leave a little message of uh, something you would like to hear or see 
uh, on Back to the 80s, either on this show or other shows that we may endeavor with, with uh, pretty much the same format as we are here on Back to the 80s. Yeah, remember, and remember we have we have a few different levels uh, to help us out and with whatever you can. It'd be greatly appreciated. We have a three dollar a month level. We have a ten dollar, a twenty, and a fifty dollar a month level. So what, whatever you can help goes a long, long way to keep the eighties alive and to bring right. it to a whole new generation. On behalf of myself, Toscano, thank you for joining us. I want you to have a great week, a safe week, and remember that we're here for you. And I know you're here for us. So until next Friday, God bless. Chang here. Before I release you to another Chang-tastic weekend, I want you to all remember, stay lifted and gifted. And remember, we are one race, the human race. Go out there and stand for something bigger than yourself. Always keep a smile on, on that face and do your part to take care of your neighbor. So until next week, this is the Chang saying adios, sayonara, hasta la vista, arrivederci, adios. And to all my homies in the barrio, orale.